This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotatonetwork.com. Watching television, watching television. Watching television, watching television. I need all the image, I need all the sound. I know the info right into my mind. Hey everybody, welcome back to Try by Pilot. This is the show where we judge an entire series of television and the work of hundreds on one episode. I'm Bill Lynch. I'm Elizabeth Lynch. Whoa, listen to that energy. <laughs> Is it because we're talking about 30 Rock? Bum, bum. That's bum, it? Bum, bum, bum. Judah Friedlander points. So I always picture Billy dancing to that theme music now. Yeah. Because we started rewatching the show six months ago. It, it was a while. It took us a while to get through it. Yeah. But for the first few seasons, we would watch with our son, and he would get really into it. Wherever he was in the house, he would hear the theme music come on, and he would run in and dance like an absolute maniac. I mean, he was putting on a show. Yeah, once he realized that we thought it was funny that he was dancing, then he Yeah, and I mean, I would just crack up hysterically. Yeah. And at that moment where Judah Friedlander, like, points... During the opening, Billy would point at the TV. It was yeah. it was so great. And then the dances became progressively like more silly and like just being. And he would like yes mumble along to it and yeah, just like yell out gibberish. Yeah, it was great. But then it became impossible. We stopped watching it with him because it became impossible. Yeah. What we usually do if we were like sitting down on the couch eating dinner. That's when we would put it on. Right. But he wouldn't. He just like he really only cared about the theme song and the commercials. And then when the show was on, he just talked nonstop and it was like we can't watch this with him anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But he does have some favorite commercials. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's the same two that always play on Peacock shows. Yeah, he loves State Farm commercials. Yeah. Um, with Jake from State Farm. A couple of them. What but does especially he say? the meat one. He's like, uh, oh good, this is my favorite commercial. When she's like piling meat on the scale. And at the end, he always asks, State Farm is there? Yeah. (laughs) And the other one is Chase. Capital One. Oh, Capital One. And they ask, what's in your wallet? But for whatever reason, Billy heard watch the first time. And so now he goes, what's in your watch? Yeah. So that's really all he cares about. And we hate the commercials. Our kid's adorable. We can't stop talking about it or thinking about it. I know. Um, But we also hate watching TV with him. Yes. Because he also doesn't (laughs) shut up. (laughs) <laughs> so i don't know if i've ever mentioned this on the podcast but 30 rock is one of my favorite sitcoms oh, of all have time. You mentioned this? <laughs> i love a series you get like <laughs> so interesting fact about me guys <laughs> it's probably up there in my top 10 it's definitely my top 10 up there uh, with seinfeld i never say top 10 it's higher than that i usually say it's like my second favorite sitcom after Seinfeld. <laughs> anyway, I do a really good impression of that, Bill, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I was just quickly making that joke so I could ask you, where do you think this falls after a full rewatch of 30 Rock? Where does it fall in your sitcom lineup? I never think about this. 
I just like to rank stuff. You <laughs> really like to stuff. rank stuff, but you also don't give me time to prepare. So you're literally just like asking me, and I should just be prepared by now. Yeah. I should have a running list ranked in my head. I have a list in my head of dramas and sitcoms at all times. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite beer right now? Number one, number one beer of all time. Number one, number one beer of all time. Clover from Hill Farmstead. Okay, see, he knows. What's your favorite number one IPA? IPAs are tough because there are thousands of iterations, and there. Ooh, good yeah. answer. There's there's so many, and a lot of them, a lot of the really good ones are very similar. And at this point, I've had every fucking hop combination a hundred times over. <laughs> it's exhausting, really, to, to, keep, to keep track of my untapped check-ins. <laughs> forget i asked (laughs) um i don't know i don't know i have to think about it i mean it's still up there i still i think it's really funny but we've just seen a lot of good things i mean just 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 a ballpark is it in your top five ten twenty maybe in the top ten top ten maybe what maybe in your top ten i have to think about it it's not in my top five I have to think about it. All you right. didn't give me any time <laughs> to prepare. And you know that I don't like to do the assignment wrong, but it takes me a really long time to do it. <laughs> so this is, this doesn't work for me. So I've also mentioned that I never really rewatch shows. I just haven't done it in my life for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched Seinfeld and syndication and a couple other things, but not like a series rewatch where you go from start to finish until Community, which we did last year, mm-hmm. and now 30 Rock. And but it, now it's a thing you do. Now it's a thing I do, and it's great. It's the best. And now I can't remember where I saw or heard or read this, but I mean, there's like a psychological reason why people like to rewatch shows. Like, yeah. you, you know what's coming. And so parts you enjoy, you're anticipating, you know that it makes you feel either good or thought provoking or whatever the case may be. And so, yeah, I mean, Community and 30 Rock were already two of my favorite shows and to rewatch them. I mean, so, you know, you can't possibly remember every joke and bit and they're, they're just so funny. Yeah. I love like kind of rediscovering it, like re-remembering something. It's also like, it's good that... I, maybe it was reported in that same study. I don't know. But like for people with anxiety, they love to mm. watch, rewatch shows because they know. And sometimes people will rewatch the same shows over and over. Yeah. You know, like I've done that with Gilmore Girls before. A did Janice times. post something about this? Yeah. Yes. I think she did. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I want to try to give credit I've if we can remember. I've seen it a couple of times. I think I've seen it like on a meme or whatever. But yeah, I've seen it a few times. Yeah. Even, so we, you know, watched the pilot, obviously, for this re- for the full rewatch of the series, and we just rewatched the pilot today before yeah. we recorded this, and I already forgot about some of the jokes, and... Oh, yeah, I forgot about were, the entire pilot. Dude, there were some absolute fucking gems in this pilot, and I was cracking up. Like, I laughed louder during this pilot this time than I did in the last, like, season I think and so, a half, yeah. I think. Yeah, and not that it wasn't funny, just like reliving these moments of yeah oh man and i liked it because the whole it felt so it felt like a show that they didn't know they were gonna get picked up like there was no guarantee that show was gonna get picked up and they didn't know like what it was gonna do like you could tell like it looked completely different from the rest of the series yeah the sets were different 
the camera like it, it looked like a little just a little more budget yeah and but they were fucking going for it yeah with tracy jordan and like all the cutaway stuff already yeah so good um it was it was fun <laughs> so let's let's talk quickly about the pilot we'll go through it quick and then we'll talk about the pilot and then our thoughts on the show in general and then like i looked up some interesting tidbits about 30 rock okay so we start with Liz Lemon in a hot dog stand line outside 30 Rock. And, you know, some jerk off Wall Street guy like cuts the line. I know that guy from working on Conan. By the way. <laughs> oh, do you he really? He's one of the writers in Conan. <laughs> and we had to, I worked for wardrobe. Uh, not, I didn't work. I'm sorry. I worked for costume, but I did have to Whoa, pull. Whoa, do different, not make that mistake. Whew, I've made it before. <laughs> um, and uh, we had to pull things for him sometimes. <laughs> And so Liz is like, you know, you can't just form two lines and then two lines start to form because now behind this guy is shorter than behind Liz. Yeah. And so she's like, all right, that's it. I'm buying all the hot dogs. She buys like 150 hot dogs. Yeah. And she's like handing them out to people on the street. It's like this happy go lucky music is playing. But she just like shoves them into people's hands and yeah. people look at them like, what the fuck is this? And they throw them in the garbage. It was such a funny opening because she's like walking through New York with this box of hot dogs and the music that they're playing in the background had like that girl or I think that's the show like Mary Tyler Moore and like that girl vibes. Right. And you're like, oh, this is like a fun little like show about her or whatever. And they're just chucking hot dogs at her. And, and she's so not that girl, you know, like right, she's right. she's Liz Lemon. And then we go into 30 Rock and we start to meet the cast and the writers of the show, you know, Pete and Judah Friedlander and all those guys. And... They're ripping on Josh, who's the other star of the girly show, mm-hmm. um, for not doing a good Jay Leno impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then uh, they're talking about coffee, and Liz is like, you know, Suri, do you want to get some coffee? Like her assistant. Yeah. And she's like, no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like reading a magazine on the couch. Uh, and, and then they have Josh do a Ray Romano impersonation. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my brother is so tall. <laughs> I didn't didn't practice that at all. And oh, my uh, brother, he's so tall. Yes, even more nasally than that, right? Oh, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Deborah. (laughs) No, you're getting further away. I know, I know. I just had to try. Uh, Then Liz and Pete, the producer of the show, meet Jack Donaghy. The new CEO of NBC East General Coast, East Coast TV and, and microwave programming. TV, yeah, East Coast TV and microwave programming. <laughs> and you know, right away, him and Liz are butting heads, and he wants her to meet with Tracy Jordan, this movie star, as an option for TGS. Pause. Okay. When he meets them, he says, "Oh, I'm the new CEO blah, 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 of NBC General know, Electric. General Electric." Kmart. Yes. And Pete's like, oh, we own Kmart now? He goes, no. Why are you dressed like we do? (laughs) It's like, man, like Jack Donaghy was probably like the most solid in his character than anybody else on the show, I think, in this first episode. Yeah. Do you think that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the core was there for almost everybody. I was surprised. Like, you know, some pilots, it completely changes. I think the core was there for everybody, but obviously a lot of evolution yeah. but yeah jack i mean jack was pretty much jack jack and liz's dynamic was like and probably liz and pete's dynamic like was pretty much it like 
yes. from the beginning. Yeah. I think that like the writers, like each character was there, but the way they interacted definitely changed and progressed. And Jenna, I think, had like a little bit of an evolution throughout. And that may oh, have yeah. been like a little more organic, like as the show got bigger. Yeah. But, yeah, like I think in the first scene, Liz is like goofing around with the writers and hugs Tufer. Yeah. And like that does not really become their dynamic. Right. She's more of like the boss mom authority figure. Yeah. And I feel like Jenna and Liz seemed so much more like friends and equals in this first episode. Yeah. Then like where like Jenna was like a little bit like out there because she's an actress, but like where she just becomes so completely like out of touch. <laughs> yeah. You know. And so Liz goes to meet with Tracy Jordan and they sit down at this fancy restaurant and he's got his entourage with him, like yeah, five table. or six, five or six and guys. And he's like, I'll have an apple juice. And the waiter goes, we don't have that. I'll have a vodka tonic. <laughs> <laughs> but then when the waiter offers uh, the special, which is pumpkin ravioli, <laughs> Tracy, <laughs> Tracy refuses to eat at that place. Did he just say pumpkin to me? <laughs> And so him and his entourage leave, and he insists that Liz come with them, and they go to a, like a chicken and waffle diner kind of joint. Yeah. And they're eating and drinking beer, and Tracy's Looks talking like about- like Two-Hearted Ale. It did, it did look like that. Yeah. And Tracy's talking about how, you know, they both need to fight back against the white man that's holding them down because, you know, hey, they're just letting blacks and women struggle as they inject AIDS into our chicken nuggets. And he goes, that's a metaphor. And he like hits himself <laughs> on the head. <laughs> just such a great moment. I just thought it was funny. He's like, they say I'm crazy or they say I'm on crack. That's offensive. I'm not on crack. I have a mental illness. <laughs> uh, then they go to a strip club. There's more drinking. Meanwhile, it's chaos at TGS as Jack is trying to get everyone ready for the live show without Liz being there. And Pete's been fired. Jen is freaking out. Jack is making them do this cat sketch that was previously cut. And Jen is worried about it. And eventually Liz and Tracy arrive at the show inebriated as this cat sketch starts. And the cat, the cat that Jack picked out from this like cat handler mm -hmm. played by Rachel Dratch, right? Yeah. Uh, I love when Rachel Dratch shows up on this show. <laughs> She's some of the best guest spots. He picks this cat and Rachel Dratch's character is like, oh, that one's not even trained. It's just like a, a stray I picked up. Yeah. <laughs> and so Jenna's holding this cat during the sketch and the cat like scratches her face and like bites her neck. Jenna throws it across the room and Liz convinces Tracy like you need to go up on the stage and just like talk for two minutes. Just like kill the next two yeah. minutes so we can get through this. And so he goes out there and he's playing to the crowd and he's saying lines from his movies and people are eating it up. Yeah. He's just being ridiculous. And so Liz agrees as she's talking with Jack like she'll work with him but she wants Pete back. Jenna's job has to be safe and she wants a cappuccino a machine for the writer's room. He's like, fine. Like he was going to agree to it the whole yeah. time. And so it ends with the cast on stage being applauded as Tracy embraces Jenna and says, I can't wait to do this every week. And she's like, oh shit, I'm yeah. not the star anymore. Yeah. 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 Which totally becomes good. a recurring theme throughout right. the series. So what did you think of the pilot? We kind of talked our way through it. I mean, I really liked it. It was so, fr I, I especially liked going back to watch it. You know, some shows like are just, you know, the pilots are hard to get through. This was so different than the tone of the rest of 30 Rock. But it was so like, there's something very like fresh and raw about it. Yeah. That I really enjoyed going back to watch it. Especially after you, you see the polished, like, what was it? Seventh season. We just watched the last episode, like 
you know, yeah, a couple nights ago, and yeah, I, it was it fantastic. Was so good. I, Tracy Jordan, I think this was like the best. You know, he becomes just so ridiculous and absurd, like <laughs> just over the top. They're just trying, and so does Jenna. They're just really trying to like outdo themselves each week. The most ridiculous that you know it becomes a caricature, even more so. Sure, sure. But this was just yeah. I, I mean, like. His, this is like you know like his like talent of being yeah. really funny and silly i i really love jenna and her character yeah. and i like the fact that she gets crazier and crazier yeah. as the series goes on i think tracy in this in this pilot was like so fucking funny and just yeah. just perfect um yeah i mean he got a little bit i don't even want to say too ridiculous because it's like just like that's the show um, but yeah, I mean, he was great in this. Well, the fact that he could sit down and have like this, that conversation where he could like connect with Liz Lemon and relate to her and they could actually have a conversation, even though she's heard he's crazy, you know? Right. And like later on in the series, it becomes so difficult for anyone to talk to him at all. Like, <laughs> and, and I think that that's because the show gets bigger. He gets bigger. Yeah. You know, both he and Jenna are constantly competing to get the most attention. They're both children. He wins an EGOT. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's just, you know, it kind of gets, like, blown up. But I just, all that to say, I really enjoyed seeing him, his character, right here in that moment. Yeah. Speaking of EGOT, 30 Rock was nominated for an Emmy every single year it was on. It won three in a row. And in 2009, it won, or it was nominated for 22 different primetime Emmy categories, the most ever for a sitcom. Wow. Which I, I don't know if that still stands true, but at least it was at the time. Hmm. I also didn't realize that 30 Rock was really influential in the way it used cutaways. Like that wasn't really a thing in sitcoms. Oh, really? Yeah. Now it's like everywhere. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. And I mean, even in this pilot episode, I mean, there were constant cutaways of like... Yeah news clips of Tracy going crazy on the highway and all, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, they, I mean, they went into the show, writing the show with that in mind. Yeah. Uh, and it became like a thing, you know? I mean, that, that that's like one of the defining characteristics of, of 30 Rock, if you think about oh, like, yeah. the, the structure of the show. I mean, I think of that when I think of, like, if I see a show that does it like this, this has like a very certain feel and it just makes me think Tina Fey. It's like this, Kimmy Schmidt, Great news. Yeah, totally. Even even if other shows are doing cutaways, there's something like, I don't know, very brand specific here. Mm, quick yeah. aside, Great News is on Netflix. <gasps> yeah. That's going to be our next rewatch. <laughs> well, it's only two seasons and then it got canceled. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. We can rewatch it. Same with Sports Night. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a bummer. Great News was funny. I know. People don't like shows about the news. Sports Night gets canceled after two seasons. Great news gets canceled after two seasons. People are like, I get all my news from Facebook. <laughs> so back to 30 Rock. I took Jenna in our sitcom character draft. Mm -hmm. And your sister, Maggie, took Liz Lemon. You didn't choose anyone. But who would your first pick be from this cast? Ooh, good question. Lutz. <laughs> Blimpies. Blimpies. <laughs> I love that 
Lutz is such an enigma. Like, no one knew, like, what his deal was. And he keeps mentioning that he's 50. And it's like, he, you like could be, you could be 25. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, what an interesting question. Okay. I mean, funniest character. Who's your <sighs> My funniest your character? Pick? I mean, honestly, I really like Jack, Jack Donaghy. He's great. I think he's got great lines every single time. I would hate him as a person. Of course. <laughs> he's one of the, I think he's one of the greatest sitcom characters. I, I love that. I love him against Liz Lemon. I also really like Dot Com. <laughs> dot Com's great. There's, dot Com is, a, is. I mean, just what an incredible ensemble cast. Like there's mm-hmm. so many good characters. But yeah, Doc, Doc Com's great. As I said before, anytime Rachel Dratch shows up, <laughs> I really liked um, Salma Hayek as Jack's love interest. Mm. <laughs> when they show up at Liz's house and she's like, Liz, don't you have a slanket you should be farting into? Or you should be filling with your farts? <laughs> Leo Spachemin. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Dr. Spaceman. So, so fucking funny. Every time. Oh. It never got old. It never got no, old. No, no, it didn't. Even though you knew what he was going to say, because you knew whatever he was saying, if he said anything serious, you're like, he's not talking about that, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of Lutz and Blimpies, the finale was so good, too. Yeah. The finale was a really great episode, and apparently it's on a bunch of lists of, like, the best TV finales. Yeah, it was I, really good. How often do you get a satisfying finale of a show that isn't like being canceled or has, you know, run its course. Right. You know, I mean, it was so satisfying too, because it had that, like, you know, like a lot of shows do have some sort of like final wrap up thing going on within that universe. Sure. This was like, you know, just kind of meta because it was like the last episode of the show that they're, (laughs) (laughs) that they're doing. Right. But just like everything about that. And I felt like that is like kind of like emotionally. It was emotional without them trying so hard to make you emotional about it. It just was because you could see like, all right, this is our last lunch we're going to do. And you kind of get that feeling like, oh, they were a family here. They, you know, got, you know, the network pays for their lunch and they got to pick. It. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I I like I really loved watching spoiler alert, but I really loved watching the introduction of kenneth in this pilot episode (laughs) after seeing him become the president of the network (laughs) you know yeah you know he's just a page and his one of the first things he says is i just love tv and then he becomes (laughs) probably what might be the worst president of the network (laughs) of any network ever uh wants nothing you know he just wants his wholesome idea of television but it was a nice full circle moment. Yeah. The only thing that bothered me about the finale is when Jack Donaghy decides he's going to go off and sail. And the whole time I'm like, you have a kid. Oh, like yeah. you have like a two year old daughter <laughs> that is there. Like as most TV children are like only when it's convenient. Right. But like you... Why are you setting sail to like discover yourself? Like, come on! But then he turns the boat around. He turns right back around because yeah. he thinks of the see-through, the clear dishwasher. Yeah. Speaking of kids on this show, Liz's whole arc throughout like the seven seasons of you know thinking she wants to be a mom and have a family, and then they finally adopt two children, and then they don't show up again for the rest of the show. Yeah. Usually, I think we see them like one other time. Yeah. 
Um, well, because conveniently, when she's like off of work, like, you know, they have their, they finally adopt their kids and then they send them off to school, right? Because they're like school age <laughs> children. And then she's like home by herself. I'm like, oh, that must kind of be weird to like adopt kids and then send them to school. And you are like, don't get to like hang out with your kids at all. Yeah, yeah. So one other thing I wanted to mention, which we spoke about during the community episode and then during our Golden Girls episode is some of the problematic jokes. Mm-hmm. I I really find this issue fascinating. Are you tired of like hearing me talk about this yet? No. Well, I mean, we can't assume that every listener is listening to every episode. So yeah. it's okay to bring it up. And I, I mean, you know, there's... Am I personally tired of the conversation? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. You know, there are racist jokes and fat phobic jokes and gay jokes mm-hmm. and i mean just about every joke you can think of under the sun yeah i mean like every kind of potentially offensive joke yeah. i should say any marginalized group is marginalized like, yeah <laughs> and so it's just it's very frustrating to me because i find it hard to ride the line of like not wanting any group to be offended. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way the thing that the way that these conversations should evolve. Right. But also finding some of the jokes funny. I mean, like it's, yeah. it's pure ridiculous satire. Yeah. Is it okay that I still laugh at whatever joke about that Tracy Jordan makes or that Jenna makes, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's fascinating and frustrating at the same time. And I don't Well, know yeah, because it's answer. uncomfortable because you really have to face like, yourself too like oh am i should i be why do i find this funny should i be laughing at this was it okay if i ever found this funny in the first place like it's a whole a whole conversation should i continue and i think honestly that's probably why i struggle like i can't put it in my like that's why i say maybe it's in my top 10 because i do feel uncomfortable with some of those jokes even though at the time i mean I shouldn't say at the time they were written, they were okay. They were never okay, but they knew that. And it was, it was done on purpose. Like they, they knew they were like pushing the envelope. Yeah. And it was like so much of those characters. And so that's what was funny about it. Right. Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's satire that is self-aware about what they're doing and in ways trying to bring, up these issues well, the in a funny way community. yeah totally yeah. totally so like does that does that change things does that change the dynamic i don't know yeah i don't know either all right now i'm tired of talking about it too <laughs> <laughs> do you promise no, I'm, kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding <laughs> the other bit i wanted to bring up was the show homonym oh my god that came back like three or four times <laughs> And it's just the host and a contestant. And he's like, your word is meat. And the contestant's like, when two people run into each other, he goes, nope, sorry. It's the other one. It's the other one. Your new word is stare. Okay, you walk up. Nope, it's the other one. It's just so funny. And then they like, it started running like in Iran or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the whole thing is like translated. Um it's just so funny because tonight at dinner, Billy just randomly asked me, Mommy, what does accept mean? <laughs> I was like, in what context, Billy? Which is like not a question he understands. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I just thought, I was like, oh, uh, it's the other one. And I never answered the question for him because <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to make that joke. It was more That's important. a hard thing to explain anyway. What does accept mean to a Well, I don't know if you're saying accept or accept. I know. That's what I'm saying. Either word is... <laughs> Is difficult to explain. I think either word is like a difficult concept. Yeah. Unless you use it in a sentence. <laughs> Stare is an easy thing to explain. <laughs> to a four-year-old. <laughs> I did uncover an interesting tidbit. Oh. I don't, I don't know if you know this. Mr. Mayor, which we did the pilot episode for, for Trial by Pilot, and which we continued to watch for the first season, mm-hmm. was written as a 30 Rock spinoff. It was? Yes. In what way? So Tina Fey and the, her co-writer, Carlisle, okay. wrote it as a 30 Rock spinoff where Alec Baldwin would play the mayor of New York City oh. after his business career. Okay. Alec Baldwin was in negotiations for this for a year before finally they fell apart. And so when they hired Ted Danson instead, Ted Danson really didn't want to leave LA, which is where his family is. So they just made New York LA. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very different show. And they dropped the 30 Rock connection, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that would have been cool. I know. I was going to say, after your Alec Baldwin pick. I know. Are you a little bummed to hear that? I mean, I, I say I like Jack Donaghy as a character. I can't necessarily say, like, I love Alec Baldwin. He's a little problematic and, but, um, uh, this conversation also funny. again. <laughs> i'm just saying he's not like a perfect like you know i don't know whatever i'm kidding because we just wrapped up (laughs) me talking about problematic jokes um oh okay so it's not but i i would love to see like the that character reprised yeah he could have some interesting obviously he would have been a republican uh mayor Mm -hmm. so he has some interesting foils yeah of uh, his staff. Oh, well. Who was your favorite um, Liz Lemon romantic interest? And who was your favorite Jack Donaghy romantic interest? Mm, good questions. Liz Lemon, I might have to go with John Hamm's character. Mm. I think he was the funniest. Just being this like completely dipshit guy who is beautiful and mm-hmm. gets away with literally anything and is handed everything on a silver platter. And I, he's like a doctor, right? Yeah, he's, he's a, a doctor, doctor that's like totally fucking stupid. Doesn't have any idea what he's There's doing. There's no way he would have passed medical school. <laughs> yeah, I think he's probably my favorite. I mean, you know, Dennis Duff, Duffy had his ridiculous moments. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I loved Matt Damon's character. There were funny lines, but yeah. it didn't quite work as well. I didn't buy it as, well, as much. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with John Hamm. What about you? And you can't pick John Hamm. Fine. Uh, <laughs> who was the guy that didn't there someone end up being her cousin? Yes, I don't. I don't remember now though. He like worked there, or am I? Am I just like worked where? At Thirty Rock. Oh no, that was that wasn't her cousin. No. Who was that? That was who, the other guy who from played SNL. that. Floyd was the guy that oh. she worked with. Floyd. Yeah. That's right. Jason Sinek. Uh, he's not my character. favorite. Um, There's also Wesley Snipes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, she had, honestly, though, was had a lot of really bad boyfriends. 
Yeah. Like, there wasn't anyone I really wanted. I mean, James Marsden, I think, in the end, I really did like them together. Yeah. So, I, like, I could pick him. That That's who he, you know. John Hamm, I thought, was funny. It's funny. I was talking to my friends the other night. And somehow John Hamm came up, and my one friend Emily was like, "Ugh, I hate John Hamm," and I was like, "What?" Jackie and I were both like on team John Hamm. She's like, "I blame Tina Fey for everyone thinking that he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's just not." <laughs> but what about Jack Donaghy? I don't know. I mean, Selma Hayek was great. Yeah. Certainly not. What's her face? Avery Jessup. Yeah. Yeah. Played yeah. by Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Who's your favorite? And you can't say Selma Hayek. <laughs> I don't know. I kind I kind of like Julianne Moore, even though her Boston accent was just so ridiculous. <laughs> but there's something so, like, pure about that. I mean, she just really liked him. And he just seemed actually in love with her. Yeah. There's and a- he actually was in lo- seemed in love with Selma Hayek. There's a great scene in the finale with both of them where he says something like the threesome was so good they both lost their accents <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs> and then they're both delivering lines just like in their normal <laughs> i mean i didn't like avery jessup i think that that character could have maybe been interesting but i don't really like elizabeth banks as an actress yeah you know like she's just not my favorite performer so maybe played by someone else that could have been interesting but also they were just way too much alike so there wasn't anything that really that funny about it right right um yeah i don't have strong feelings about elizabeth banks i just i just know she didn't work in that role yeah yeah (laughs) um i just (laughs) do you remember phoebe the one who had avian bone syndrome yes (laughs) (laughs) that was really funny oh my god that was early on right yeah Mm, i think i mean i i liked Celeste Cunningham was a good one. That one was the one played by Edie Falco. She was like the Democratic like Congresswoman from Vermont. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was a good mix up. See, like you just need someone a little different. Like right. everyone was just like a little bit different, and and Avery just like wasn't. So yeah, I thought I thought that his matchups were better, like a little funnier than Liz's. Yeah, for the most part. Anyway, I thought those were those were uh, interesting little side things. I loved. That we saw Titus, I completely <laughs> forgot that that's where we first saw him. Yeah, yeah. I, what was his name in this? I can't remember. Uh, but if you watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, you know, yeah. Titus shows up as one of uh, Tracy Jordan's wife's, like on her reality show. <laughs> Queen of Jordan. Queen of Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> as like, I think like the hairdresser, her yeah, hairdresser yeah. or something. <laughs> Oh my god, it is really such a funny show. Just so much in each episode. Yeah. Like the writers were probably like to write all those asides to keep like those storylines going through the little cutaways throughout <laughs> the whole the whole series. <sighs> it was also on a bunch of lists of like the best written shows of all time. Like yeah. uh, uh not screen actors. Um Writers Guild of America, I think. Okay. It was like ranked somewhere on their list of best written shows. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, absolutely. It was great. It was great. Solid show. I'm glad. I'm glad I got to rewatch that one. What would you pick as our next sitcom rewatch? If you could pick anything, don't think about wh- where we're gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to well, know. We don't have Hulu anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so. 
Seinfeld is my favorite sitcom. I wouldn't mind watching that. It's very long and I've seen every episode 10 times in syndication. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know if I feel the need to do a full rewatch of that. I wouldn't start there. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. I would watch Great News again just because I know we enjoy it and it's easily available. We started to do Parks and Rec at some point. Yeah. We watched like just a season or a season and a half and then we stopped. Yeah. I would do that one again. I mean, I love Parks and Rec, so I don't know why I'm not more excited about that idea. Well, I think because we just were watching it not that long ago. And so... It's it's not that short of time either. I think it was like two years ago that we started the rewatch. Oh, 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 yeah. That's what I mean. I wouldn't mind rewatching that again. I would I would almost say The Office, but I just like really don't like like the later seasons. I don't want to rewatch those. I never finished it. I know you didn't. You're very proud of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I couldn't do a full rewatch. Like I never right. actually watched I know. Watched it's just thing. another way for you to bring up I was too good oh, to my finish gosh. that. I I'm smug about plenty. You don't need to add fake smugness to to my statements. <laughs> anyway. Um I don't know. You did say that you would watch the Golden Girls with me, but that wouldn't count as a rewatch for you. Mm, that's true. That's true. <sighs> King, King of Queens. King of Queens. <laughs> I never watched that all the way through either. Like, like from start to finish. Well, I don't know. What are some sitcoms that we used to watch? Like, remember we used to have a lot of shows. We already, we just finished The Good Place. I don't think I'd rewatch that yet. Yeah, it's not time yet. Yeah, it's a shame that... It's a hard question. It's a shame that sitcoms are so much more rewatchable than long dramas. I know. Because <laughs> I would say like, oh, let's rewatch the fucking Wire or Mad Men. I would love to rewatch Mad Men. Yeah. And I know that it's not like an original thing to say, but <laughs> like I really would love to rewatch that. But that's a long... And, you know, we still have yeah. Battlestar Galactica to get through. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't add on a hour-long drama right now yeah i don't know but we do need something we gotta maybe maybe our listeners can give us an idea of like what something quick and light that's preferably found on netflix or peacock because those are the easiest things for us to cast (laughs) yeah from our phones in our upstairs bedroom because we don't have a cable cable box in there that's right those parameters (laughs) (laughs) what should we watch all right anything else on 30 rock before we wrap it up no uh do you recommend (laughs) The show from 2006. I do. Yeah, obviously. I like it. If you haven't watched this, it's great. I hate you. And if you have suggestions on shows for us to watch, oh, everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> it's not that exciting, but we did used to watch that a lot. Or Frasier. Frasier could be good, but I feel like I've watched that a lot in syndication more recently than other shows, at least. That's true, yeah. I once almost got through a full rewatch of Wings. And then Netflix took it down. Mm. So I think I watched some of that with you, didn't I? Yeah, that's a great show. Yeah. We'll find something. Yeah. So if you have suggestions on shows for us to watch for the podcast or for us to just binge in our bedroom, email us at trialbypilot at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at trialbypilot. And please go on to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. Subscribe to the show, leave a review, and tell a friend. And thank you to The Beats for providing our theme music. Thanks, Beats. Goodbye. Bye. Watching television